0: Hey guys, this is episode 25, and we want to let you know that we are sorry that this is coming out a little bit late. Life happened. We didn't get our show notes written um, like we would like to, and so this is coming out late. We appreciate our listeners, and we hope you enjoy episode 25.
1: mornings a week we meet before breakfast
0: for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our
1: classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development so we figured why not share these moments with you. Welcome to Math Before Breakfast.
0: episode 25 and we have a mile-long list of things to talk about. <laughs> um, we're calling this the hodgepodge list because um, just all kinds of little things, which sort of feels like the end of the year, right? The For sure. That's how the end of the year is like, do this and this and this, all these little things uh, that you have to do. So um, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. We have to be realistic and think we might not get to this list, <laughs> all of them. But let's start with... What to do when you have a bad day. Um,
2: There's a song about that, isn't there?
0: Is there? I don't know. Oh, sing it, Jay. <laughs> so um, I had a really crappy teaching day yesterday. Um, and I and I won't go into all the details. Um, but I was done at the end of the day. And basically, I was in tears. It was so bad. Like, I... Two things I think it it comes down to is that I made poor choices in – like I did things that I know I'm not supposed to do as a teacher. Not like terrible things, but, you know, know, like – that sounded bad. Didn't
2: handle the way that students were acting in a very good way. Yeah,
0: and then that made them make poor choices, and then that made me – like we just snowballed together in this like – I didn't teach the way I know I should be teaching, and then they reacted, and it back and forth, and it just ended like, "Why is this like this?" And I, it was just bad. So, what do you do? What do you do in the moment like that? And then, I want to know, like, what do I do this morning also to make it better? So, I'm asking a oh,
1: wise friend who's taught more than um, I have. So, my first what do you do? answer is well,
2: way to rub that in,
1: easy. Yeah. Thing to say it's a really hard thing to do <laughs> but i claim the scripture that says his mercies are new every morning and you i stand at the doorway god we're gonna do this for 20 some more days mm-hmm. and 26 actually in my case <laughs> yeah. wow. um you have given me these students And I want to do the best I can. It's so easy to just say you're going to do that. But God gives me the strength to make it through those days when, yeah, you just want to cry. Or in my case, it's not the way that I've responded, but it's the way that I have. I have all this stuff left at the end and I just want them to be quiet so I can get it. Like if you were just doing what you were supposed to do, then I could teach you really fast. That's where I am. So for sure. So which is not good. It's not good. And then it's tempting for me to be like, well, last year when I didn't make them figure everything out on their own, and I just said, today we're going to learn how to divide fractions. Go. Yeah. So we're trying something new. Like, we're trying to make them accountable for their learning and for them to have those moments where they're like, hey, I just noticed that if you divide across the top and divide across the bottom, yeah. Mm -hmm. But when they're chit-chatty because it's the end of school or because they didn't have enough time, they don't say it. And then you are upset because you wasted this time and let them set it. and so. Maybe if we just, I mean, it's so easy to focus on the bad. Yeah. You know, so maybe if you go in and you make a point of, I'm going to find three kids who are doing what they're supposed to do, and I'm going to make it a point to tell them thank you. Not in front of the whole group, Mm -hmm. because that's a teacher skill that, you know, thank you for you doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But really, maybe just pull that kid aside and say I appreciate the way that you behaved yesterday. And I just want to say, I don't, maybe, do you say you're sorry? I don't know what you did. Do you, do you start out being that bigger person? I mean, that's horrible to have to do, but. yeah, I mean,
0: I certainly have apologized to my class. I don't know that I have one thing to apologize for, you know? But
1: even if you just apologized for the day being a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: with my after school group, I could certainly do that. Yeah, because that's where I mean
2: that's where the wheels came off.
0: It really is in in after school yesterday. And so that would that would be a great way to start after school, I think. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, the rest of the day was just sort of sort of cumulative, but then that's where it the wheels came off like you said. Okay. So yes, all of that. I think, I think I can, you know, it's a new day and just remember that as tired as I am, they're tired too, you know, Mm um, as excited about the summer as I am, they're excited too. (laughs) You know, I, I maybe also having more realistic expectations and, um, I don't know, I, I get stuck on what to do about that fact that I have like three or four little dumb things left to teach and I still want to discover them. I still know there's lots of cool ways to do that, but I'm not sure I have enough time. I just hate what, what the, let's be honest, what the test, the kind, like how that causes people to change their teaching, you know? Hmm. Um, That's, that's the reality of where we are. And so I have to
1: balance. Did you see the tweet? I don't know who tweeted it last night. It was quite a, was it Courtney Baker. I don't know about just how we change. Mm hmm everything we do. Yeah.
2: I've seen a couple of those lately.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's been there's been a lot. This was
0: um the one about like her her daughter in tears and yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. That's the one. And and so I'm tr- I'm guilty of some of those things that she posted, especially the one of like not teaching science because I have to get all the things in before the math test. Like that's me right now. With the intention of coming back to science for sure, but um yeah, we, we make changes that we we know are I mean, that's part of why I was in a bad mood, I think, is that I make I'm doing things that I know are not in in their big picture best interest because I have this test that's gonna hold me accountable at the end that that just doesn't reveal all the things that our kids know. You know, it's gonna reveal the things they don't know, but it's not gonna <laughs> reveal all the things they don't know. All the things they do know. Okay, we can't change that. We can just change our response to it. So, do you have anything else to say about a bad day, Jay?
2: I'm glad I had a good day yesterday. Yeah,
1: good. Yep. Because it can turn into a bad day even worse yeah. when you both come home from
2: education yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if,
1: if, you've had a bad if day. If you're
2: both in the funk, <laughs> right? When you get home. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and and you know that that what really got me out of it was just eating dinner with our kids, and they were happy and. You know, like, but it took me that long. So I finished teaching at five and by the time dinner was on the table and we were eating at like six thirty, 30 and I'm like, okay, I can make it, <laughs> you know, um, they were, they were fun. Um, Okay, so I have to talk about – can we talk about Flippity next? Yes, we can. When we had Mary Marshall on um, several episodes ago, which, which this is a good time to mention that this is an episode of multi, – a multiple of five episode, and we do not have a special guest, and it is okay. We just – it just could just didn't make it happen. We have busy evenings, which is when we really – when we record if we have a guest, and um, we invited someone, and she was out of town, and so here we are, but it's all right. Um so when she was on, she taught, she told us about flippity. Remember how she had just learned about it. Yes. And she was the first person that I heard about it from. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. Okay. Okay. But you know, you, you need a push right to, to try those things the first time I actually got on there and was like, uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. This is, it's a little, it's a little much at first. Um, Check. Yeah. <laughs> You've done that too. <laughs> yeah. So, so then my, I have, um, I've, Sure, I've said this a lot of times that I have practicum students, one a different one each day that come for five weeks, and one of my practicum students had went to some kind of training, um, I don't know what it was, but he had heard about it and he came out back and he was like, "Have you heard of this? It's really cool. You have to see it." You know, and I'm like, "Oh, actually, I did hear about it," and he wanted to use it in his lesson that he taught, and so he used the random name picker in in it and. Got the random name picker for my afternoon class ready. And once I could see what it could do, then I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. And so I, yesterday morning, I sat down
1: and hammered it out. And it's really not as hard as it looks. So Except I really thought you were going to tell me that he showed you how to do it. Because I tried to sit down and hammer it out and it didn't happen. Yeah. And now she's like. Oh yeah, I just got there in the morning and whipped it. Well, right up. but
0: I had I had looked at it one other time, yeah. and so I kind of anyway. So let me just it's <laughs> you had a, asked me
2: about Flippity not too long ago. Yeah. You're like, hey Jay, have you ever used Flippity? And I was like, no. won't yeah. Use some silly call like that. So I went to the website to see what it was about, and I already had a login. So apparently, I have used it. I just don't remember
0: a login. Oh, huh. Well, I guess it did with your Google.
2: I don't know. I just remember oh. f- like. Something coming up with with.
0: Cool, okay. So I'm gonna walk someone through who's never done it. If, if there, it's flippity.net. Is this what it looked like to you?
2: I, again, I didn't even stick around long enough to so just okay. just check it out. All
0: right. Well, I'm I'm gonna walk. So if you want to try this, sit down at your computer, pull it out. Here right, we go. Pause. Right. Go grab
2: your computer. <laughs> yeah. Bring okay. it back to the table. I, pr-
0: I promise you, it's not as hard as it looks. So I don't know how to. There's like a, a bajillion different like formats of ways to put things in and then turn them into something um but for, we're gonna do on the top row click flippity random name picker and if you click on it's did I already say flippity.net if you click on template which is um right under that and then you have to make a copy and then you wait for a minute because it takes a while to load <laughs> okay then you're gonna see namespace like a a spreadsheet with some names on the left-hand side, like made-up names. So you're going to type your kids' names right over top of that and just delete those names and type your kids' first names in there. Okay, here's the step that Ruth forgot or didn't know yet. It's okay. Go to File. Wow. And that wasn't snarky, was it? (laughs) Go to File and go down like two-thirds of the way to Publish to the Web. That's the step you have to do, Publish to the Web. Then, if you click down at the bottom, there's two tabs. After you click publish to the web, get the link here. If you click on that link at the top, then that sends you to your random name picker that's been created for your class with those names you just put in. And um, when you go to that place, then you're going to have all kinds of different – did I even show it to you yet, Jay? Not me. Okay. So, check out how it's going to – and that link that it creates, you want to um, – you want to make sure that you save it. Like I put it in my favorites or my bookmarks bar, so I don't
1: have to keep finding it somehow. So I would envision that because I have five classes. You're going to have five different ones. And then I would have five different bookmarks.
0: Yes, exactly. So then this is where it takes you at first, and it's a spinner. And this Ruth and I both noticed that the spinner takes too long to um, show up with a name.
2: Yeah, it it is for that kind of thing. It's cool if you're like – you know, giving away something exactly. or, or there's like yeah. a big, a big, a moment around it. But if you're just trying to pick a name, right. yeah, that took a while.
0: Um, so then this is the solution to that. The next one, the next tab at the top says single name and you can just keep hitting shuffle and it'll just pop up oh, a new name good. without, um, and then this is the best part I think is the groups of two. And if you don't like it, if you see like two kids, it shouldn't be together. You can just be like, I'm going to keep shuffling what? until Oh, like oh each, it.
2: each blob or whatever thing has two names yeah
0: out. isn't that cool I was like you only
2: have 11 kids in your student no. you students in your and class? Then,
0: but then going across you can make groups of three you can make groups of four it's yeah. so easy to switch between what neat. you need there's two teams Um, we found what was the other thing on here a speed dating like speed networking way it would move names around there's a tournament bracket yeah there was fun with words was kind of cool it made the na- kids names look neat in different well, letters click up on that thing. Oh, you want to see it okay cool so like oh, nature, cool. sign language, blocks, keyboard keys. That's so cool. Ooh, Lego. Yeah, somebody. This would be useful for something one day. Scrabble tiles. Okay, so
2: my brain's um, spinning. Sorry, guys, I'm not listening to anything else you say now.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so try it out, and then if you have used something else, so there's all these other things like flashcards and scavenger hunt and typing test and... You know, whatever you were talking about,
2: this does not at all look familiar. So maybe I thought I was looking at Flippity and like like there was some other word that got stuck in my head.
1: So when I saw hers, I asked if there was a Flippity.com because mine didn't look like that except for the spreadsheet. I did put my names in the spreadsheet, but then I couldn't do anything with them. Yeah. So...
2: I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what, I don't know. Yeah. Cause that, none I'll of that's familiar to me. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So there, there was your encouragement. We tried to be your your buddy and say, "Give it a go." It's it. it my my kids thought it was cool. It was, was just this the
2: thing you said you shouldn't say is easy, but you should say
0: yes. That it's was my fun tweet. Fun to do. What did you say I, that yes. I could help you? Yeah, because right. when Ruth said I, I couldn't get to work, I'm like,
2: it's so easy. What's wrong? Yeah,
0: don't say that. <laughs> don't say that to your students, and don't say that to your friends either. <laughs> Sorry, I think I said it within this podcast, but I was here helping you at the same right. time. Do you think it's easy now?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Let you know. Okay,
0: good. Um. All right. So I've talked a whole lot. Do you want to talk about where you are with fractions? Okay. Are, are, are our listeners tired of hearing about fractions? Yet? I don't
1: think so. You can't be tired of hearing about fractions if you teach
0: it, math. Exactly. Jo. <laughs> Jay oh, okay. oh, okay. yeah. yeah. just raised teach, his hand. If you, you, you teach
2: math.
1: You don't get to say that. <laughs> put your hand down. <laughs> so we multiplied fractions, and I did a really good job of conceptual. I'm going to not even You're say I did a good job. You're ro- saying that with your eyes rolling. <laughs> because I wanted them to be like, I got it. And Tracy, I'm not getting the results from multiplying fractions the way that I have other things that I've taught. Hmm. And now I'm at the end and our school is going through a um, changing of the standards. And so sixth grade is going to cover more than I have covered, and I'm going to lose some stuff on the front end. Okay. And so, for that whole transition. But this is next
2: year. Yeah. She's okay. like, well, That's pretty think... stinky. If at this point, of the year you're like, yeah. Oh, psych. No. <laughs> well,
1: okay. the standards come out next year, but you don't want it to affect these kids who uh-huh. are moving into a new standard who where that teacher. Yeah. That teacher's yeah. going to drop something off that they haven't gotten. And so, she's like, Can you cover these three things? Not test them, but expose them. Well, sure. You know, when am I going to do that? Because I'm already behind. And so I sat down with her and she tried to help me get everything in, which pretty much meant, okay, you have a week to teach dividing fractions. So yesterday we took a quiz on multiplying fractions and I said, at the end, there are 10 questions on the board and I want you to use the fraction towers and I want you to solve them. So Mm -hmm. it was how many thirds are in three? How many eighths are in a half. Okay. Well, this is what I got on my paper, on their papers. How many eighths are in a half? They wrote four eighths as a fraction. Okay. So I would say, well, what number is that? And they would say that's a half. So when I ask you how many eighths are in a half? You're telling me half. That means half of this brown piece fits in this blue piece, and he's like, "No, four eighths fit in there." Hmm. Okay, I sounds just wanna, right to me. It's really hard.
0: Like, I can do. You, do you understand what she's what the right answer she's looking for is? I'm looking for
1: the answer of four.
2: You yeah, because you're using one eighth as a unit. Yeah. So four of these units fit in yes. a half, but four eighths also fits in a half.
1: Right. But if I say how many eighths are in a half and you write four eighths and you simplify it and you write a half.
2: Oh, I see. I now see, you're telling I see. me
1: that half of an eighth fits and a half. in a half. Gotcha. And same thing with how many thirds are in a three. Nine thirds. So they are
2: writing instead of un- making the eighth as a unit, they are turning the whole answer into a fraction.
1: Making it make sense, right? And yeah. for a lot of them, that's how they did it in their head. Because they knew four-eighths was a half, so four fit in there. So it was this little bump that I hadn't seen before. Because you hadn't taught conceptually? I don't know. I I mean, I have always done dividing fractions this way, but it just seemed like yesterday. And I'm like a big, this is a word problem, so you should label your answer kind mm, of teacher. Yeah. And so when I say how many thirds are in three, they want to label their answer. Ugh. So I was like, okay, no labels. (laughs) But then as they progressed through the assignment and they were figuring out how many eighths are in two thirds, which is five and one third, I was like a math teacher again. It was exciting because they had these little brown tiles out there. And I said... Okay, let's pretend we're tiling a floor with these brown ones. What would you tell me to do to this brown tile so that you could fit it in the rest of that spot? Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, you had to just look at it. You had to eye it and you had to know that you just needed a third of it. And then sometimes they were really um, – the students who do a lot of math and computation in their head were like, well, it's a 24th because half of a 12th would fit there. okay half of a 12th lines that up. So that's a 24th. Well, what do you have to do to an eighth to make it a 24th? Oh, you have to cut it in a third. Well, how many brown tiles do I need? So we had like, okay, some of them are catching on Mm -hmm. to this, right? I put some of those in there. And then I had five bonus that were hard on the back wall. And a lot of them, a lot of them were able to do it. And at the end of the day, three girls came back. I said, can we finish those? Wow. Like, I really want to get it. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to take the answers to that. And they're going to answer questions like how many sevens are in 56 and how many sixes are in 12. So we're going to turn those into some kind of math problem. Oh, They're so gonna, you're going to go back to whole numbers to see that you're doing division. Mm-hmm. So they don't they they didn't know that that was called division. Okay, no, All except right. for my couple Asian students who've already seen yeah. it before. Okay. Who I put those challenge problems up there, and I didn't have the answer to them because I was I knew that they would work, but I hadn't, and they had them answered before I could get over to their desk. <laughs> And I said, "Well, you're going to have to show these concretely." Yeah, they were stumped. Okay, he won. He knew the answer was one sixth, and so he was trying to use the one sixth block when it was really one sixth of a third. Wow. So, yeah, it was good yeah. because I was able to challenge him with more than just Jay's looking at us so wide eyed. Right. So,
2: so um... fractions is one of those things that I've realized I didn't learn and don't think of concretely. Yeah. And, you know, I learned them algorithmically or how, you know, Mm -hmm. as, you know, as numbers and not physical representations. And so sometimes, you know, I'm right. I understand what you guys are saying, but when it comes to like demonstrating them on the table... So there, I don't always know how So how there do very
0: that. well could be teachers who are listening who don't know how to model what you're saying. And you showed me some pictures this morning on your phone. And so we could put all of those like in one Google Photos album or something and and have those and maybe label what we can label what problems are being shown there. I think yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I have
1: a page of problems and we will just number them on there. And when we go over them today, I will put some details in there about Some of the misconceptions that students have. Um, The biggest deal right now is now where you have added and subtracted and multiplied and divided. Mm. And I've done them conceptually. But when it comes time to look at them all on paper together, you still have things like, do I have to find common denominators? Yeah. You know, and it's not wrong. If you find a common denominator when you're multiplying and dividing, it's just going to make just your life. too many it's steps. Just, yeah. you know.
2: I still have to think about that. You know, yeah. if I'm, you know, I got to focus. Is this the one where you have? No, no, you don't have to do this. Yeah. But, you know, I also don't teach math every day.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so we're dividing fractions and we're going to finish the year with ratios, which they still fit in the fraction family. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> They're cousins of the Yeah. Rat.
1: Cool. All right. Well, I I
0: kind of have that random hodgepodge of things at the end of the year that I'm teaching. I fin- I la- The last time we talked, I think it was the last time, two times ago. I don't know. We talked about um, area and perimeter. And I feel like I did a bang up job on that. That was a really fun week of school. Um, and then I got to volume and I kind of ran out of steam. I feel like um, or just didn't prepare as well. I don't know. But this wasn't terrible. So I'll tell you what I did, and then maybe you could offer any suggestions. But I, I said, we're going to build a rectangular prism museum. And then, well, that's all I said. And then I was like, w- and we're going to use the um, unit cubes, little base 10 block cubes. And I was like, what is the, how are we going to know it's a rectangular prism? What does it look like? They shared some thoughts. You know, we talked about how a cube is or is not well it is it's just got square faces instead of you know faces that we would call rectangles um and so, okay blah 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 so they had time to build each of them built one rectangular prism on their table I certainly had some people who who didn't who were like building things that were open you know and I kind of just left it because I was hoping that they would learn from looking at everybody else's that there was wasn't and then I had them – we talked about this on a, on a run. I, I had them – I wanted them to make a table. So, like, we ended the building. We put away all the rest of the blocks, and everybody had one rectangular prism on their desk. And I said, we're going to now be the museum inspectors, and I want you to make a table where on one side you describe the rectangular prisms mathematically mathematically. First time I said mathematically, second time I said with numbers. And then the second time, the second column, I want you to tell how many cubes are in the, that rectangular prism. And I was hoping they would go with writing down the length, the width, and the height, right? Um, and some teams had, they were going in all kinds of other crazy directions, but then kids would start to say like um, two times three, two layers. Or um, five times four, three times. You know, so they were starting to see that as you could count. Ca- you could count them by looking at one layer. So they starting with
2: the area, yes, and turning the, it into volume. The
0: area of one face, basically, and then seeing that whole slice thing happening. Um, so I let that go on for a while. Sometimes I would. One, in one class i sort of stopped and and shared some of the ones that i thought like look at how, what this team is describing um and then 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 i had to go into the the follow up conversation right cuz at that point some of your class has figured it out and some of your class does hasn't figured it out and what they're figuring it out what they're figuring out is if you take the the length and the width of us of one of the sides and then multiply it by how many layers there are, then that's going to give you all the number of cubes or length times width times height equals volume. So then we had the follow-up conversation and it didn't go as poorly as I thought. If I think, if I'm honest with myself, like, you know, there were some light bulb moments, like why, well, first of all, they didn't know that that was volume. I I thought that that was a word that they already knew for whatever reason, but they they, nobody could tell me that we were finding the volume of a cube, which was or of a rectangular prism um, and there were, you know, the idea that you might call it 2 times 2 times 3 and you might call it 2 times 3 times 2, but it's really the same, it's just thinking about like which way you're almost orienting it, you know, um, it doesn't matter commutative property we talked about the units and how um, what that perimeter is a one-dimensional unit. So we just would measure in inches, for example. And then area is a two-dimensional unit. We'd measure in square inches. And then they were they were like, oh, when I said this is volume, it's a three-dimensional measurement. And they could see length, width, and height. And then we're measuring in cubic units.
2: Do uh, you want to know how I kept that straight as a kid? Yeah, tell me. Perimeter was, it was all about your house. And maybe a teacher taught me this. So if you taught me this, thanks, Mrs. Insert name here um like the backyard the fence around the backyard was the perimeter so okay. you could like you said it's one dimensional you could stretch that out into a straight line of fence if you wanted to uh-huh. the the measurement of the backyard itself was the area okay. so like the square feet or the acres or whatever you're uh-huh. using you know the two dimensional measurement and the swimming pool in that backyard was the volume and so because uh-huh. it had length it had width and in this case it's depth not height yeah but that's how you know, kind of how I broke those, kept those things cool, separate. Um, remembering that one needed square units, one needed mm-hmm. cube units, one needed you know that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So I just remembered Marlena Hodges made a little PowerPoint, and it was the pretty little fence and all that grass. So you well, had Marlena your P- Hodges,
2: pro- and I probably had the same teacher along um, the way. So you <laughs> had oh.
1: your P and your A for perimeter and area. And she would say, "It's a pretty little fence. <laughs> All that grass." Oh, that's funny.
2: Because we went to school together, so there's yeah. a good chance that whatever teacher, you know, that that's how we interpreted that model from whatever <laughs> that's our teacher said. Cool,
0: I like that. Um, so the the clearly one of the hardest things for them are getting the units correct, right? And you think you've built it conceptually, and then they still don't match. The conceptual understanding they have with what label they stick on the end of the thing and they're done. Like, I think every teacher probably. So,
2: did you have trouble with that as a student, though? Did I? Mm-hmm. Well, with labeling that, it correctly. How the
0: heck am I going to remember that? I don't know. I know I did. She didn't have any struggle I in math when didn't.
2: she was a kid. No, none I, whatsoever. i <laughs> always struggled with, with either just remembering to put the label on or put the unit on. I had the math down. I never had a trouble with I never had trouble with the math, at least not for this stuff. But I I always would just forget the unit, or would write square inches instead of cubed inches, or, or, yeah. or inches cubed, or whatever. Um, but that didn't mean I didn't understand the concept. It didn't mean that I couldn't reproduce you know this problem over and over again. Right. It was just that last step I had a hard time with. So it doesn't yeah. mean they don't get it. It just means that last step there. They're either forgetting, which was probably the case for me, or I was I was too trying to be done.
1: So how about when they, did you tell them that to write square inches, like spell it out? Or did you tell them to write inches with little two on We've the end? We've done it both ways. So when you teach them exponents in sixth grade, then if the answer's four square inches, they want to write four and the little tiny two in the word inches, which is really 16 inches. Oh. Uh, uh, gotcha. So you teach them something new and they insert it into what they know. Like you're squaring the inches. You're not squaring the four. But if you say square inches, you can write it out and it can come first. Otherwise, you have to put it at the end. So you just have this list of and do this and do this and do this because... It's a rule. Yeah, you talk and and I've been using this word in my class conventions. Mathematicians,
0: this is the this is the convention or the way that they, you know, decided to or things that are conventional. Isn't that the right word? Like mm-hmm. when it's just this is the way that somebody decided we have to do it. Like yes. we decided or mathematicians, it's conventional to not use fractions with the metric system. That kind of thing. You know, use use decimals. Okay. Are you giving me a, a weird look? Are you agreeing with me?
2: No, my brain is now just trying to figure – is now using fractions with with the metric system just yeah. because I'm trying to figure out why it's different. Like uh,
1: three and a half centimeters. You just write 3.5 centimeters. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just the, the convention – I'm not sure. Anyway.
0: Well, let's move on. <laughs> so metric system actually is where where I needed to go next. is one of those like tacked on at the end that I hadn't done yet. Thinking that they had a lot more background knowledge that they did than they did. Noop. Um, so basically, in fifth, we're doing fifth grade math with my fourth graders. They they need to know to be able to convert between metric units, and so I found I searched my Mit boss hashtag and and found this task where they were putting a train of ten base ten rods together. Um, end to end and then measuring it in millimeters measuring it in centimeters and measuring it in meters and so let me stop and put a plug in for a friend of mine melody in in our class in my class um, my grad class she was giving her end of the year presentation and she was talking about group work and she said that she found for her particular thing she was working on that groups of three or four students was a better group a better amount of kids and i was at first i was like i like partners because then you have to do the work why are you laughing already
2: because you're like right that's not how i like to do it yeah i
0: don't do it that way um but then she explained her reasoning and she said if i have groups of three or four then i can get around to all of the groups and if i have partners i can't Get around and make sure I've talked to everybody.
2: Oh, because it's fewer number of groups yeah. when you have larger. I was peep-
0: like, "Hello!" That makes peep- so yeah. much sense. And so I tried it, used Flippity, and made groups of three yesterday when I did this task, and it was great. I felt like I had, uh, I, I taught, I did te- talk to every single group. And the thing I had to talk to them about was what were millimeters. They had no idea what millimeters were. All of the teams were like. Where are the millimeters? I don't have a millimeter ruler and, you know, all of those things. And so then we walk, walked through that this is where they are. And and I, as much as I could have stood up in the front before this lesson and say, these are the millimeters, I think it's better. I think it worked out better that they needed it and they got it when they
1: needed it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I've said so many times if I could teach. Well, I've done it. Where you have your little rotating station and you teach three kids, one you're giving it to them like you said when they need it, but when you're only talking to three of them, they listen
0: mm-hmm. because
1: there's not a distraction. The only downside of that for me, how many times you have to say it? Yeah, <laughs> three times, five yeah. times, five. <laughs> yeah, it's not volume, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> teach that lesson, you know, seven unit
2: cube, three times five. Yeah. Even. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 75 times a day, right? Well, I've done 75
2: that. square times a day.
1: Yeah. Two times cubed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Too many, too many. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I think there's, you know, definitely, and I have done, I had an administrator who talked about maybe it was part of his dissertation or a little part of something that he had to do some research on. And three was the number that he picked for groups after the research that oh, he had done because okay. um, you had enough people that the probability that someone would know okay. someone had listened to the directions was high enough yeah but you didn't have too many to where someone could sit and not contribute yeah
2: um, wasn't 3 the magic number three,
1: in the schoolhouse
0: rock right? a magic number yes to make a <laughs> i like it so then I ended that. Well, so we made a chart where we looked at um, there they made it like a table, and they had to different amounts of of rods, and then they would measure and they would see that they were changing in the same way going across. And they they did a really good job. If I am I, if I'm honest, talking about the patterns that they were seeing, and we had I feel like we had good discussions, um. This is reminding me of something I want to add to that sticky note. So hold on, let me add that coaching to the sticky note, and we maybe we'll get back to that. But then I I was gonna okay I here's I'm gonna be honest I was gonna do that ratio table thing that we talked about on the run and I got I got cold feet and I got scared and I and I couldn't do it yet because <laughs> I needed to talk about it some more. So instead. Which this turned out to be okay. I said, take a a note card and go around the room and measure three things in the room that you want to measure. Choice is fun, right? They liked that. And one of the things you measure has to be in meters. One of the things you measure has to be in centimeters. And one has to be in millimeters.
2: Did you say that they have to be appropriate? Units? Well, like, I wouldn't measure how wide my room is in millimeters. And I wouldn't measure the, the eraser on the end of my pencil in meters.
0: So, no, I didn't. Okay. Um. But you're right. I. I guess I thought they would kind of do that on their own. Which well, so I was
2: wondering if that was part of the. If that was part of the. The instructions.
0: No, but also, uh, um. What am I trying to say? Also, it didn't. I don't really know what I'm going to say. No, I didn't think about that. Okay. I really I wanted just some measurements so that I could then we could use their measurements to practice conversion. That's that's what my real thought was. OK, so I have I've picked out some that now I think I'm going to use this today to jump off next. So here's one, for example, where the kid put hey, we had stuffed animal day yesterday. Poked me in the eyeballs. We had. Um, <laughs> whoops. Should I take that out? <laughs> Ruth's eyes got really big. I can't, you know. Anyway, this is a podcast, so I have to demonstrate what I would be doing. Um, this kid did his wolf and a leopard and me, like as in him, and he made a little table. And, and I think it's right, but he didn't put any units. So I think one of the things, are you going to figure it out, JJ? I'll put a picture of it on the show notes, by the way. He's thinking, wait time.
2: Well, he, he wrote all the answers, so you just figure out which one's the bigger number.
0: Right. And that's obvious to you, but that might not be obvious to everyone in
2: my class. I got you.
0: Okay. so
2: I want to know, you got a wolf and a leopard up in your class? I
0: do, yeah. <laughs> Stuffed animal day. Eyeball oh, yeah. poke. Okay. Um, so that I th- I think I can start there and say what labels should go in each
1: one of these it's places. It's very interesting to me that-
2: He's bigger than a leopard. That
1: 32.5- turned into .32, and then 320 instead of 325.
2: Oh. Yeah, that's what threw me at first, because I was trying to figure out, are they the same? So
1: he converted from his first row, 32.5, to the second, point row. Five, to the second yep. row, and got .32 because he moved it. Yep. Instead of writing 325,000s, he just wrote hundredths. And then when he went converted to, the, to third the third row, row. Yeah. he just put zeros on there because he had to move it three yeah. times.
2: Because each time he dropped the last... 5.
1: Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, I think that I
0: could put this up this today as a notice and wonder. Maybe this child will pay attention because it's his own work. Maybe. Right? Oh, that was snarky. Sorry. Um. So then did I did you have... tell him only
2: go to two decimals?
0: This is the meter one. That's the meter. No.
2: All right. I was just wondering if there was some in some direction that you gave that. That made that happen.
0: Honestly, 135. Nope, I don't know. So I'm hoping maybe they'll bring that up. I I hadn't even noticed that when I first looked at it that they that they were like not to the same specific. Yeah. Okay. So then I have some, like, I have this one that's a mistake where it says water bottle 11 meters. I thought that would be fun to put up. It's like, a lot of water. Yeah, right? So I could just put that person, and I won't put names up. I'll just crop it and put just the work up so we could notice about that one. Um,
2: I wonder what 11 was because it's not even 1.1 meter. That's still a giant water bottle.
0: Couldn't it be 11 centimeters? No, that's pretty small too, mm. right?
2: I guess it could be. It could be like one of those little mini single mm. serving things.
0: I don't know. Um, And then like this one has no units. So it says snuggles, which is somebody's stuffed animal, um, 19 and four-tenths. And then it says me, 144 and eight-tenths. And so I could put those up and say, what are the units that are missing? And these, I think, are like similar to ways that it would be asked on the test at the end of the year, you know, so it's real life use of, you know, what units are better here, what units are better here. Um, Why did I pick this one? I got nothing on that one. Oh, and then this one says my pencil is six thousandths of a meter. Well, it's not. Wide. Oh.
2: If you measure the width of a pencil, oh. that's probably about right.
0: Maybe. No, that's almost like eight or nine, right?
2: Well, you know, he's using millimeters for the first time. Yeah. I could see that he you know, if he put it up against there, you could Yeah, it should be a little let me see a pencil. Okay. I bet you it's pretty close. Okay. I'm gonna go get a ruler.
0: Okay. All right, Jay's getting a ruler. All right, Ruth, any thoughts about so far what I got here?
1: So I think there's merit in creating a ratio table when you do that and putting – hear me out. Okay. Starting with millimeters, going to centimeters having an empty box for decimeters, having meters, so that you can notice and wonder why we left that box empty on our ratio table. Because you have millimeters and it's 10 times bigger and you have centimeters and then you have an empty box and then it's 10 times from that empty box. So it's really 100 times bigger. But I think the discussion that you could have from, why do you think I left this box empty? Yes, there's another unit in here that we very often don't use. But now you can see the pattern of how many times you're moving it. Okay. So so I think that if you gave them those measurements, so down the left side, you would have wolf, leopard, snuggles, Me. And you have discussed as a class what those units are. So where are we going to put the wolf measurement of thirty two point five? Which column is that going to go in and put one of those measurements from each of your cards there and then let them fill in the boxes and have that empty box. So that you can you can have that discussion or maybe you don't need the empty box. Maybe you just have that discussion, but I think it's important for them to know that the metric system is truly base 10 and there is a name for each one.
2: Okay. Although we don't use all of them.
0: All right. Pause for just a second. And then I am, I'm going to have to hear it again, or maybe talk through it myself so that I'm ready for today. What'd you find out about the pencil?
2: Six and a half millimeters. Now a pencil is hexagonal. So there are different That value changes depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah. But if you look at the most narrow way, it's just over six millimeters.
0: Okay. Well, awesome. So I'm...
2: She's Sorry. drawn lines over here.
0: Yeah. That, I, was, her, I was trying to figure out – all the facial expressions are really funny when you do a podcast. Like <laughs> you have to try to you're interpret. You're trying to like,
2: communicate while you're speaking <laughs> one thing, communicate something else. With all right. Facial so pictures.
0: I'll narrate. Ruth has drawn a, um, a, ta- a table sort of. She's got columns. And going across the top are the units. some units. And going down are the objects. Okay, so she's got the wolf, the snuggle, the leopard and the
1: pencil. Okay. Yeah. And this I'm seeing millimeter, centimeter, blank, and then meter and then a couple more. So I think you put those cards up and you have that discussion and you decide that 32.5 for the wolf must be what what label is that going to be? And so I'm guessing that's centimeters. I yeah. don't know how big yeah. this wolf is. So we're going to put 32.5 Centimeters in this box, and so then we're gonna go find Snuggles. Well, let's do the leopard while we're here. Okay. Let's look at the leopard and do point thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Point thirty-eight would be meters, so we're gonna put that over here. Okay. And then. Except what? you wrote that on Snuggles. Oh. Okay. We'll just pick. Yeah, attention. we'll just pretend. All right,
0: nineteen point four. So that's gotta be centimeters again, right? mm Hmm. And then the pencil, six thousandths of, and six thousandths, we go, is going in a meter.
2: Yep.
1: So you have them convert these, you have them fill these in, you have them give you your other labels, and then you just have a discussion about why that's blank. I think that's, and maybe they'll say, you skipped it, or maybe you put it up there and you see if they. And so the reason it's blank is because that's that's where, where decimeters, decimeters would go, right. Right? right? And so then maybe you say if because you already told me that someone in your class said there's a thousand meters in a kilometer. Yeah. Ask them where kilometers would go,
2: like over here on the table. Yeah.
0: Okay, so. Um. King Henry. See, I said I don't like the King Henry thing. Why are you laugh? Why are you I was making just that face? To what um, doing? King Henry died drinking chocolate milk. That's what I've heard before. So this is my problem with that.
1: King Henry died. I got to write it down. Died drinking chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. But there's no place in there for meters. There's no place in there for your base word. Students are just supposed to remember there's another space between the decimeter and the decameter. Yeah. So. We I do kittens hate dogs because dogs can't meow, and there's a B in there for your base, base okay. which is your meter leader gram. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's some song that I'm just remembering goes kilo hecta deca base deci centi milli weight
1: or something like that. I heard that on Flow I think. Well, there's a Whoa. if you do King Henry died. There's a Rapping teacher who does it Uh And she Turns up the bass when she gets to that Point and bass flies across the Screen but it's not part of the Yeah words of the song okay So
0: anyways so So then After this is where it's obvious That I haven't really taught this well before Why are
2: all of those Rhyming things starting On the right hand side I mean, why they go from biggest to smallest instead of the other way?
1: Because you just made yours from smallest to biggest. Hmm. Um. I think
2: no, Jay. They're both from biggest to smallest. No, oh, their chart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: but Jay, I think it's because you read left to right, and if you're going to use the metric system with the place value chart, so kilo is in the thousands place, and then hecto is in the hundred, and deca is in the ten and so when you look up at the board uh, okay. okay it's left to right that's really the only way that i can explain it because most of the time it's introduced it's introduced this way from meters to millimeters i i think the i think the struggle with this is it's like i think you're doing it right by having them measure and having them see what what it means to "quote unquote" move the decimal, but yeah. I feel like at the end of the year, teachers are like, "Just move the decimal." <laughs> or if you have, if you're going from bigger to smaller, then you multiply, and if you're going from smaller to bigger, you divide. And they make up songs, and they want them to remember that. And it's it's a struggle, yeah, because when, you're,
2: when it's everything is tens, do you really have to use the word multiply and divide?
0: As opposed to move the decimal? Correct. Yes.
2: Or move the place value?
1: In our ribs, you do. Okay. Yeah. Because you want that. You want them to get that relationship. You want them to know that they are multiplying it by ten. Like turning a decimal into a percent. Why do you move it two places to the right? Right. You know? I'm um, just wondering. I, I have
0: to read a... a Um, So when we were making these charts yesterday, they wrote this like as what they figured out. It says, if you want to find the length of your rod in centimeters, bump the number of rods up a value or multiply by 10. And I didn't... I hadn't even... Talk to that. Like I didn't touch base with that group at all. I was just so proud that they didn't say add a zero. They actually verbally told me add a zero. But that is really cool what they wrote.
2: Can you read it again?
0: If you want to find the length of your rod in centimeters, so that's going from a decimeter, because it's ten. A a rod is ten centimeters. Okay. Um, bump the number of rods up a value. Which means, like,
2: go, from one, go from one
0: to 10 on the place value chart
1: or multiply by 10. Huh. Isn't that cool? It is cool. And I think you just brought that up, and we need to put that in because I did not, I never put that, the relationship between the base 10 rods and the metric system until just a couple of years ago. Okay. But the fact that a rod is a decimeter. And
2: which is probably the only time these kids will ever see a decimeter.
1: Yeah. A cube is a centimeter, and if you get those little thousandths, they are a millimeter. A millimeter. And it's awesome that they're a thousandth of a hole and a hundredth of a hole and a tenth of a hole.
0: Yeah. This is what they they also wrote. If you want to find the length of a meter. For example, 10 rods in meters. Well, this is going get a little confusing to read. Take, take the number of rods and bump it down a place value, and you have your answer. So if you want to find the length of a meter, so take a number of rods. So if you have seven rods, bumping it down a place value makes it seven-tenths of a meter which is correct. That's cool. It's mm-hmm. I'm just so proud of them that for all the crappy things that happened yesterday at school, like <laughs> they have learned something They learned how about, to bump values about not saying yeah. move the decimal or add a zero or something. That mm-hmm. one team. So, victory. I do I
2: do understand that if you were to just say the move the decimal while well, in this certain situation, I think that makes sense. There are plenty of other situations where it would damage you know it would be hard and then, then they've got to remember when can I say that when can I not say that mm-hmm. so I got you
1: alright did you have something you were going to say I just was like as when I was talking I was like so the little orange chips the thousandths are a tenth of a centimeter and you can see that and then the centimeter cubes are a tenth of the rod and you can see that and the rod is a tenth of the flat but the flat is not a meter yeah if
2: you stretch it out this
1: yeah Yeah.
2: feels like one of those uh, rulers that folds like this. Oh, that's what I was thinking about.
1: I was just like, how cool would that be? And I was like, I wonder if that um, teacher that we had who animated the size of the cubes, that PowerPoint that we posted, like, I wonder if she ever did one where she took it apart. I don't know. That was just my thought process of it is a 10th, but it's just a 10th in a different way. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So.
0: One more time. What if I did – so I'm go, I'm thinking about how my students in this class have a sh- – many of them have a short attention span. And I'm afraid if I do this whole group, this conversation about these note cards and their mistakes and then go to that whole group that we're going to get – I'm going to lose them by the time I'm at the new information. So what if I put this on a piece of paper and have them like have some questions kind of like narrate their dis- their discussion that they're working on in a team first and then hoping that they've kind of figured out the things here that I want them to figure out and then we go to that
1: whole group. You know, your your chart is that is that where I'm going next? I think so because you're going to be able to see those relationships. I mean, look at his paper and how you can see those numbers and that's what that's what you want them to see. You want them to see that I mean so so this is on the board, and I'm asking them, where
0: are we going to put the – I'm asking them, where are we going to put things? And then we talk about why it's missing. We talk about it's decimeters. And then I'm going to go back and give them some other people's measurements, and let's just – what's this one turned into centimeters? What's this one turned mm-hmm. into meters? That kind of thing. Okay. Oh, And then I still have to talk about kilometers, and I still have – which I think is kind of the easiest one to do. And then I still have to talk about – kilograms and grams and liters and milliliters
1: but do you think maybe well the relationship the conversion is good and so now you just have to and there's merit in bringing something that is a kilogram yeah i have a kilogram like weight in my class so i did this for my um for my college class and the students that i was tutoring were doing measurement and Man, I just gave them like beans and containers and they had to figure out how many cups were in a pint and how many pints were in a quart. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they got to do it by themselves and they weren't in a group where someone was saying, here, let me do it. Let me do it. Mm -hmm. It was like it just solidified it for them. And I think there's merit in that, even with kiloliters. And I mean, maybe there's a kiloliters. Well...
2: That's a great old big bucket.
1: Right. A great old big bucket, even if it was just a picture of something that you could see. I mean, it's really hard for me to even visualize what a thousand liters Mm
0: -hmm.
1: looks like. I feel like your kids who are good with tangrams and spatial Mm -hmm. ability would be able to see that. Me? I'm still the person who's like, honey, is this going to fit in this container for leftovers? (laughs) (laughs) And he's always like, no. Why would you think that would fit in there?
2: No. All
0: right. Um,
2: Just wait until you have to explain that a squared centimeter is a milliliter. Well, you don't do that. That's chemistry in several years down the road. Wait, what? Never mind. Just come on.
0: Wait. So you're saying um, a milliliter? Actually, that might be helpful. A milliliter
2: that of water
0: will fit in a base ten square cu- is a centimeter, cubic
2: centimeter. Cubic
0: centimeter. They can understand that.
2: Like that's the, That's. I'm not saying they can't understand that. That's just you're like crossing units and going from centa to milla. Yeah. That's okay. what's tricky.
0: Um, so man, so many things. Jake, you've had been saving up something you want to talk about. You want to talk about your thing?
2: I had. One was that, you know, I told you, I guess, that since you started, you know, being an advocate for using um, Twitter, you know, as a way to build your, your network and to, mm-hmm. to get out there. And so for, I guess, the last couple of weeks, um, I've been on Twitter a lot more, not posting a lot more yet, but just trying to He's see what's out there. He's liking my tweets. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I've been her official liker and retweeter. <laughs> But so I keep stumbling on these things and I'll see something and, you know, I followed because I have worked in the world of instructional technology for 10 years now. And so a lot of people I have followed who are, you know, either specifically instructional technology or that's part of what they do. So I see a lot of educators. I mean, I followed them for a while. So something will come up and I'll say, oh, man, I should, you know, I should, you know, either, I don't usually think to retweet to Tracy. I think I'll just tell her when I see her. Um <laughs> And like the last the last couple of days, two or three of those things, are like, oh man, Tracy would love this. And then I look, and it's like the only reason I'm seeing it is because she's already liked it, and now it's <laughs> appearing on my Twitter <laughs> feeling. Oh great, yeah. she's already knows.
0: Yeah, that's funny. So yeah. you're trying. You're uh, yesterday. You were like, I'm going to build my my network, and yeah. you were like searching for people that are in your field, um, yes, specifically in like higher ed and those mm-hmm. kinds of things, which I think is cool. Yeah, um, there's no
2: MIT boss for higher ed. Faculty development, but maybe yet. you'll
0: find it. I mean, you yeah, might I find. I mean, there's
2: a you know a billion hashtags, so I haven't yeah. found them all.
0: Yeah, you find your hashtag where you belong. We find your
2: hashtag. Yeah, That's my motivational speech. Find your hashtag. Find... All right. The other thing was we were talking with Adley yesterday about negative exponents.
0: Oh yeah, and <laughs>
2: and the what was it when you're in your class each year students got to make up what they like a, a what did you call it they got to a make conjecture? up a, a conjecture uh-huh. Is that what it was. Yeah. So last night, mine was the profit conjecture. Okay. Was that a negative exponent was the reciprocal of the exponent. Like like if the one we used was three, thir- three to the power of three. So three cubed is 27, but three to the power of negative three is one over 27. Yes. Not that this is world earth shaking. I know people already knew this, <laughs> but that was what I came to the understanding of last night. Yeah after we were talking about it cuz i mean i didn't know it that that representation and mm-hmm. I, I knew how to get to it to a mm-hmm. negative exponent and adley and i were trying to describe it and i think i confused her because of the way i started into the yeah. conversation but yeah. when we finished yeah. the conversation that was what i came away with that i had never thought of it that way before i always like found it and just never put it together that it was the reciprocal of yeah. The cool. positive exponent.
0: Awesome. Way to write a conjecture, JJ. There we go. That's awesome. We'll call it the
1: the JJ the J-Profit conjecture. There we go. Okay, let me just say something. Yeah. So, the product of reciprocals is always one.
2: The product, was. does that mean?
1: So, the if you multiply a number by its reciprocal, it's always oh, look, one.
2: gotcha. The product of a number and its reciprocal. Okay. Gotcha.
1: So, three to the third power divided by... Or times, sorry, 3 to the third power times 3 to the negative third power is always going to be 1.
2: Gotcha. Yes.
1: Which is your rule for when you multiply bases with exponents, you add the exponents, and 3 plus negative 3 is 0, which is another So 3 to the exam- 0 is power one. is 1. Another, why- another reason why 3 to the 0 power is 1. Right. Good job, Ruth. I like that. So that is the
2: Erciaga conjecture?
1: <laughs> well, it's just a math truth. <laughs> yeah. I explained that if you were in my class, I would have been like, woohoo, we're there. But okay. I did learn that I shouldn't say anything to the zero power is one because zero to the zero power is not one. Okay. Yeah. just yeah. like, eh, i <laughs> <laughs> You
0: passed me. Okay. Um, let's talk about, this will maybe be our last ish thing i don't know let's talk about math on the go you want to start i was like
1: let's talk about something fun Yes. so saturday well this is what i told my husband so i'll just say it again tracy and i've had this vision of being able to do a math festival where kids just come and we're behind a table and we get to talk to them and we get to show them really cool things about math and we've probably been talking about it for over a year yeah and they're having something at the YMCA, and she sees it, and she's like, can you do it? And it is completely up our alley because it's not in two and a half months. It's,
2: <sighs> it's in five days. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so that's exactly how we do things. And, Jay, you are pretty awesome that we now have a logo and a sign. <laughs> yeah, he ordered us a sign and um, made us a logo. And we're going to be able to go and take... Fun stuff for math. I don't even know who we're going to meet, but we might just change someone's life. Yeah. And and we did,
0: We have to say we didn't make up this idea. We have been seeing um, math on a stick, uh, which is at the Minnesota State Fair. And also um, coming math, to Washington, D.C., math, C., math yeah. fourth and fifth. I know. Oh, I know. We can't go. And math anywhere. That's another one. um Go oh gosh I can't think of the name but anyway we'll we'll link it another two there's at least two people that we know of on Twitter that are doing this kind of thing that have inspired us and we're like we can do this this uh, looks so cool so um I can't wait maybe, maybe next week we'll reflect on how it went and that'll be really fun to talk about um I have one more thing I haven't been I haven't said to anybody and I just got to say it okay okay and I keep saying this is the last thing no it's not um I am thinking big picture here and I am getting. I think good at choosing tasks for what I, where I want to go. And I'm getting good at um, starting the, like setting up the task. And I think I'm good at um, managing and like getting them engaged and knowing what to ask while they're doing the task and how, like I'm having no problems with that, but I am still struggling with what the talking looks like afterwards. Um, the you know and that's why I'm here asking you what do I say about these metric you know conversions like I'm while we're while there are some interesting there are lots of interesting discussions I'm still having kids that are checked out and I don't know what to do to check them back in and the reason I'm saying not that we can answer that in the like two minutes that we have left but what I'm saying is I need a coach. I have determined what the specific thing is that I need coaching for. And I wish that I had someone who could walk into my room and, and, you know, see the beginning of the task, see the task, and then see where I am with what the discussion looks like. Somebody to sit and watch and then somebody to help me know how to fix or improve my after discussion. You know, there's this before, during and after s- task setup thing. And I, I, i I need I know what my goal is, my goal is to get everyone engaged in that discussion, and I wish someone I wish I had a coach who could come in and do that with me, so I don't know i'm I'm advocating for coaching to the to the internets <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know no anybody listening tap 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 <laughs> um you know like how, how do you do that you know.
1: So you're nodding at me like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm that's exactly what I'm doing is nodding at you because
2: she's in agreement, and yeah. that's what you do when you when you're yeah. in agreement. You nod. Yeah.
0: So I- I'm also reaching out out there saying, I know you can't come to my classroom and help me fix it, but perhaps you have a book suggestion. That you know, I could add to my one million you'll read books. in your free time, yeah, well, this summer, you know, in in all my free time, um that that's about that. you know if if there was somewhere to go to read about that, i'm I'm all for it because that is where my teaching needs to improve. I know that, and i'm I'm reaching you know, maybe half of them ish in the after discussion, and the other half are just like, "Please, can we be done?" And yeah, okay, on that note, I think it's time for some <laughs> takeaways. <laughs> Who's got a takeaway?
2: I already gave my takeaways.
0: Okay. You got a takeaway,
1: Ruth. Mm. We just keep going. I think that sometimes at this point in the year, we all feel it. Um, Whether it's because testing is coming or because summer is coming and students know it. And this is when you're teaching all the new material. This is when you have the least amount of prior knowledge to access because you probably provided them the prior knowledge and maybe they've – it's not solidified yet. Just don't give up. It's yeah. a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My takeaway
0: – I'm going to piggyback off of you there. Well, no, no I'm going to say my takeaway is the whole it's a new day today and apologize for the things that I screwed up yesterday and – move on and just make it the best that we can and realize like the whole expectations, you know, have to have, we have to have realistic expectations and, and keep as much of good teaching as I possibly can, even though I want to, you know, go into like robot mode and just sit down and listen. If you're quiet, I can, you can listen to this.
2: I could be Um, such a better teacher if you would just learn quicker and not talk.
0: Right. So it just, keep trying to keep as much of the good teaching in the next few days as possible all right I will see you on Saturday at Math on the Go Ruth woohoo that sounds more fun than a run yep all right see ya